You're listening to Tabletop Arcanum, a podcast dedicated to learning and exploring the hobby of tabletop gaming. Your hosts are Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, so sit back and relax as we talk, discuss, and joke our way through the hobby we love so much. Welcome to Tabletop Arcanum with your hosts, Justin. And Ricky. And once again, we're joined by... Doug. Thanks, Doug. Doug, Doug thanks for staying with us this whole <laughs> entire uh, weekend. Uh, this is the last night you actually have to, like, deal with you guys. With. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, God, it is two in the morning after day three of Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Um, day kind of four for us because we were here on Wednesday. And it's just... It's exhausting. Like, this has been a marathon and I'm... I'm seeing the finish line, but there's still, like, another, like, 5K in front of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can see the finish line. Uh, so that's good. Yeah, we try getting as much out of the day as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say we were fairly successful. You guys, uh, uh, you and Tony had a uh, Arkham Blob experience today. Yep, and we... It was the blobbiest. It was the blobbiest, and we did fantastic and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and then we all um, came back, and you, me, him, and one of our other friends played again just to give it a shot, just to see how it was. Um, with people we knew. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then even then we did better. Yeah. It was fun. Um, every group uh, that they've run through this scenario has succeeded. Um, talking with Matt, this uh, we... Gen Con is also the highest player count they've ever run through in this scenario. There's technically no upper limit to it. Um, you just need one blob that ev- ate everything packed for every f- group of four players. So if you want to run a giant, massive cutoff of people, you can. You just have to have, you know, number of players divided by four packs. Um and that's so much that they are doing a mega version of it tomorrow on the last day that's, uh, I believe, 96 players. That's going to be insane. Because they're taking, uh, essentially they have four long tables. Two of the tables for Arkham, two of them are set up for Lord of the Rings. Uh, to do the massive Arkham, because they know it's how, how, how popular it is, they took away seats from one session in Lord of the Rings to do this 96 monster. So if it goes well, we'll see. And I know they're excited to do this at Arkham Knights this year, too, mm-hmm. because that's going to be an entire room full of people that can play this scenario. Yeah. And, um, the only thing that uh, Matt was saying about it that we, you know, when I talking to him was um, his little concern was more of a when you get that many more players, there's that much room for player error, mm-hmm. and that might make the difficulty harder. Everything is very scalable. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I felt like for people who but um, it, you have more knew what they're doing, mm-hmm. you can definitely see that there are certain there, groups that are just killing it with collecting uh, clues, the clues or doing damage, doing whatever damage, they yeah. need to do at the time. Yeah, there were some groups that were doing better than others, and that definitely mm. helps. You'd hear one per or one group after like around say thirty-one points of damage, and then other teams would be like, "Well, we got three, <laughs> we, just because they just right. weren't set up for it when it happened." Right, and that happens. Um, my first scenario that I played through was like that, where like we saw it coming, and then 
we were able to get the right cards in the right place and do, I think, consistently 12 to 15 damage each time that's, that uh, situation popped up in the in the scenario. So that's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, I personally ran through the rest of the dealer hall today, um, picking up stuff and finding other neat new items, um, whether it be dice, whether it be uh, trays, whether um, uh, I showed you, Doug, the... Um, just finished on Kickstarter. They're going to be going on regular production cycle soon. Um, this collapsible vault that, you know, the dice tray is magnetic. It slaps together, but when you collapse it, then the dice tower that is magnetized goes inside. Yeah, those, the are, dice those vault are gorgeous. snaps in, and it's made out of, like, a lot of fancy hardwood, so the price ranged from, like, I think it was, like, a base 200 for, like, an ash version of everything up to, like, four or 500 bucks for, like, ebony hardwood so. yeah and that's and that's for a full set your dry your dice tray your your uh tower mm-hmm. uh, and your uh holder and the the dice, dice vault dice vault yeah and then uh, the dice vault uh and then the lid also yeah. because the lid has like room for a pencil or markers and it comes with like a stainless steel plate that is because it's all magnetized can just slap on and you can Right on it. Dry erase, put your, oh, your character's cool. name or, or Yeah, I can show this else. thing to you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> it's really cool. I mean, yeah, the price point's up there, but it's definitely a premium product. It's up there, but it's also like um, it. they're in the same ballpark that like the, the Wormwood uh, products are. They weren't Elder too far wood. off. And I, and I it's do like all the, the same, like, yes, they're high-quality wood, and it's hand made stuff so yeah i think i think this product felt more solid and substantial i, mm-hmm. I do really like the wormwood i like the style of kind of the scroll shaped uh, uh that the tower uh, the, that uh isn't wormwood that's uh elder oh, elderwood elderwood yeah you're right yeah wormwood is actually um the the dice tray i have and uh our buddy darby has okay that's, oh that's what you yeah yeah so but again very similar companies yeah. doing very similar product lines in their own unique creative way. So Elderwood even does some very crazy cool, like mm-hmm. it looks like a scroll tube, the dice tower or the dice trays, magnetic walls, it rolls up and then slits, slits inside and then one end is a dice vault. So yeah, another way of doing it and just as pretty. So um. That was the big stuff for me. Yeah. Um, um, I know we we met up later <laughs> at uh, night. What did you do all day, Doug? So today was really my day to get into the vendor hall and just spend some time wandering around. So I, I was really front-loaded on uh, events and seminars the mm. first couple of days. Same didn't here. Have, didn't have a whole lot of time to get down to the exhibit hall, a little bit here and there. So today I really only have one event, uh, and everything else was just kind of unstructured time to wander and, and take it in. Nice. Uh, definitely, uh, my wallet's not loving me for it right now. But well, you could like sell plasma or something. I don't know. <laughs> or um, quite honestly, it's so. I kind of want to talk to you guys about this one. Um, there is a culture of going to conventions, getting that hot new release, and then just listing the thing on eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, some people make a lot of money doing that. What are your initial thoughts of that? I'm not a huge fan of people who go specifically just to buy mm-hmm. items just to list them. Um, 
I like to go and buy stuff that I want myself. Right. Um, and then maybe buy for friends or someone exactly. back home that's not there. I mean, we like have, I've done that a few times yeah. here. Is like, uh, I know you can't make it. Let me see if I can get this for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely did that with the the new Pathfinder books, but I, I kind of feel mm-hmm. the same way. I, and I haven't done that like here at Gen Con with games, but I've done that in the past with you know back in when like PlayStation Two was released and mm-hmm. or the Wii or whatever. Um, I have done that in the past, but nowadays I don't like the idea of people who buy that with the sole intention to to flip it because mm-hmm. you're taking it out of the hands of somebody who could have purchased it at retail and was going to actually use it and enjoy it. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, if I end up with extra promos or things that, it like, like kind of like what you said, Ricky, if I end up with it and then it's like, well, I'm not going to want this, but someone else might um, because I won a prize or something, mm-hmm. that's when I'll probably list it and see, I, just kind of, you know, I, I, let the free market kind of decide, like, yeah. if they want to pay a, uh, an insane amount of money for it. Mm-hmm great you do what you want with that money mm-hmm. thank you very much i'm very happy about it because uh, we got the keyforge decks very early last year and both of us decided like we just don't want to be the only people in, the, in our area with keyforge decks mm-hmm. um and then listed them and yeah they, they 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 helped cover some of the cost of our con but we didn't chase after them yeah and i wouldn't i wouldn't list it with like the expectation of okay I got this for X amount of dollars. I'm going to list it for four times that and wait until someone buys it. Mm-hmm. If I list something, I do it as an auction started off at 99 cents. Um, and just let, let, yeah. let them decide. Yeah. Um, um, I, I had a lot of like those I, Keyforge pins last year, yep. and people would buy them, and I would just throw extra ones in there just because you know I had them. Right. I, I didn't necessarily want them. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I try to at least be nice to these people who who are clearly super fans of it. Super fans, or or trying to complete a set or something. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I think the only other one that I ever, the only time I ever really do something is like if I end up like, um, if I'm like on the fence, I'll prob like I'll list something with a reserve. Like as long as I make what I put in, mm-hmm. what it cost me to get. Yeah. Whether it be an entry fee or something like that, as long or 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 that nature, that's when I'll put like, okay, it cost me twenty dollars to play this event, which got me this stuff, and I don't really want the stuff. I just wanted to play the event. Let me, you know, at least maybe make my twenty dollars back. Mm. Um, and if it if it happens to go higher, it happens to go higher. But you know, I'm very content with where it wherever it lands. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with yeah. putting it out there and even with making a few bucks on it. It's it's just the I, <coughs> I think it's the intention of like you're first through the door, you get the super exclusive thing and then like literally within an, an hour it's listed. And if you if you're the one getting in line with that being your goal, I'm mm-hmm. I'm buying it to flip it. I'm buying it to make money. Right. Or or like the people who'll just jump right back into line and buy multiple to do it the again. same item to just keep doing it and doing mm-hmm. it and doing it. And it's it's it, like, I'll buy the one that was meant for me, and yeah. after that, I'm not gonna. If I if I sell it, yeah, I don't deserve to have it. So it, it it's not something that I really wanted in the first place to keep it. Um, but yeah, yeah I, th- I, I think we're all kind of on the same page with that. I definitely understand why people do it. 
Mm. And, I do too. But, but, yeah. and I also understand the other side of it of like, man, I really wanted that. I couldn't go to the Gen Con. Or you, maybe you live far enough away from uh, like we're, we're, we're very lucky that we are still within driving a, a reasonable road trip distance of Gen Con. Um, it's not in our back door like it used to be years ago, but that's okay. Mm. Um, coming from like North Chicago land, yeah. like Milwaukee's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> where it was there for several years, and well, back when it started in Lake Geneva, like, yeah, that that was like maybe an hour, yeah, for us. But um, I would say, you know, th- you know, I'm just kind of thinking through and stream of thought here. Like, what if like you're in California and the c- just c- between the cost of a hotel, cost of mm-hmm. um, cost of badge, cost of hotel, cost of flight. Maybe even cost of like taking off work are all factors that you can say, well, I'm not spending money on all those things, so I'll drop, I have no problem dropping $100, $150 on this thing that realistically doesn't cost that much. Mm. But in order for me to get it, Cause could have cost me that much in just other expenses. You've also been on the opposite side of that where uh, <laughs> you couldn't make it to something and you wanted... Right, the exclusive, like uh, your um, Leo uh, um, Leo De Luca. Yeah, the the Leo De Luca promos from uh, two Gen Cons ago. Yeah, you I, you I didn't get them, so you had to go online. And you bought them. I and, did, and they they did not cost me nearly as much as they're going for the, now. The, yeah. What they're going for now because they're so rare now. But um, no, I, I it was something I wanted, and I paid a little bit of a premium for them, but not. I had my own budget of like what I felt was reasonable for alternate art cards, mm-hmm. and I was fine with that. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't go to Gen Con, so again, didn't cost me time off, didn't cost me the badge cost, didn't cost me, mm-hmm. you know, my personal time. So if you actually factor all that in, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you think of it that way, and and that I mean, obviously there's a there's a demand for it and a limited supply, so right. there's going to be. Uh, the market for those things mm-hmm. um always will be um i'll always check with people first like people from the area that's first, actually what i tend they, to do yeah, yeah you know it, i don't know necessarily if there's something that i have currently that i'm 100 percent set on selling um uh, but if i do i'll i'll check and see if someone from our shop is interested in it so case in point um those limited edition vulture droids from adepticon this year mm-hmm. for x-wing I got my hands on two, and I'm like, well, I only ever, you know, really going to fly one of them, and I can pick up the other versions of them because I needed the upgrade cards that came with them anyway. Um, so I actually looked at, you know, a couple of local guys and went, hey, I've, I actually ended up with an extra one. Do you want it? And sold it to them for just what I paid and said, hey, thanks, you know. Yeah. It's always good to give. To give back, spread the wealth. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was actually doing. If nobody actually really was like really invested in wanting it, it was like actually was um, an idea to put it up as a prize pool. Yeah. For like a tournament, like winner gets you know this exclusive ship that literally had to chase for. Yeah. So there's good things. There's bad things. Um, I think overall. It is what it is, and if people want to flip, 
and people want to buy, that's fine. That's their decision. Yeah. Um, it's just something I don't do. Yeah. yeah and I'll, uh, I'll say from experience, too, that the market is there, yes, now. It's not always going to be there. So mm-hmm. anybody who flips, there's always a risk there that the, mar- the bottom risk. of the market drops out and you're left with holding a product that you don't want that's not selling for what you bought it for. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... Uh, um, or those, uh, vinyl pop, those Funko uh, pops. Yeah. Like, uh, I... I Throw a dart on the wall. Some of them are worth a lot of money, and others are just not. Yeah, and I, I've picked up a few. I'm, I'm not a huge collector. I have maybe like five of them. But for um, Christmas, I've given my girlfriend uh, one for the past two years. And it turns out the one I got her last year, I bought for $10 from Walmart. It's going for $70 right now on eBay. And she's like, I don't I don't understand why this, this is. is $70. I'm like, this is this generation's Beanie Babies. Like... Right. At one point, someone's going to say, this is a $10,000 Princess Diana uh, bear, and tomorrow it's, okay, well, that was cool, Mm -hmm. but all it did was sit on a shelf, and who really wants it anymore? So, So. uh, how's everybody's Gen Con evening? Because we actually uh, got to do stuff as a kind of a subgroup again. (laughs) Because <laughs> all of us had different events and were, you know, timetables and things were all over the place, and we kind of all got together ish again. Uh, at least the group that kind of coordinated this mm-hmm. trip. Um, along with, I, I ran into like three or four people that I know just mm-hmm. around. Um, you know, I ran into uh, Josh, who was on the show the other night. Um, our uh, other buddy, uh, Jr. Like, just oh, you're at the con. Hey, hi, how are you doing? How's you know what have you seen and the kind of sh- you know swap stories and and stuff of that nature? So yeah, I didn't didn't really have much else. So I stayed in the vendor hall basically until they kicked us out, turned the lights off, and said get out of here. Um, made a quick trip back to the room to unload some weight, and then made my way down to the stadium to the uh, gaming library. Uh, met up with my brother and mm-hmm. a friend, and just started playing some games. So yeah. I want to talk about the value of that game library we finally did it i know you did it doug you did it yesterday yeah i was there last night for a little while and was there again pretty much all evening today mm-hmm. okay did you feel like it was worth it for the was it 44 dollars? so if you get the it? full weekend it's 44 dollars. Mm-hmm. that's um essentially thursday when the con opens until sunday the con closes your full yeah. access and also they won't kick you out Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because so it, th- they have a capacity limit, and so I'll, I'll be honest. Originally, when I was buying it, I wasn't a hundred percent sold on it, but I knew a few people were, and I figured mm-hmm. it'd be nice to have to have that option. Mm-hmm. I think it's totally worth it, uh, even only spending a couple of evenings and playing a handful of games there. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, the convenience. So once you get in and get checked in, you get your colored bracelet. You attach it to your lanyard. You never have to stand in line again. You just Wave your wave your badge by and you walk right in. Right. They, so they kind of spot check you and yeah, go. Yep. You got the right you, color. Yeah, the right color. Um, I know another friend had not gotten the weekend pass, so he had to buy uh, individual time slots. Uh, and each mm-hmm. time for the new time slot, he had to stand in line again, wait for capacity, wait for people to clear out. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with the weekend badge, once you're in, once you got that set up, you're in and out in seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so if it's if it's something you're gonna do more than like once for a couple of hours, it's it's definitely worth it just to have that. Yeah. And yeah, you are paying a little bit uh, premium cost on the on the um, 
the convenience factor, like yeah. you were saying. Yeah. And, and it's, so it's like also one of those ultimately, like if you had just done the generic tickets, you probably would have spent maybe half as much. You know, I would not recommend relying on generic tickets for those because, like you said, they have the capacity limit. Right. And even with the generic tickets, like they have specific time slots mm-hmm. tickets for that library, and they get precedence. So if you show up with a generic ticket, you're not even guaranteed to be able to get yeah. in at all. Right. Um, I remember last year we tried to come in with generics. It was probably a busier time, you know, evening on like Friday night. But yeah, they, after the vendor hall closes, yeah, post dinner, dinner time. But they yeah. turned us away. They said, "Sorry, there's no capacity. You got to have a, either the mm-hmm. weekend pass or a specific time slot." So yeah. if you want to be able to get in there and actually play some games, I yeah. like I like the gaming. Hall a lot more this year after being there because it's a great event it's a great thing to do that's it's open 24 hours it's on the it's on lucas oil fields yeah lucas oil stadiums field which is which is honestly is an impressive thing just to sit on a football field uh, a pro football field and play board games in a um like i I stood up and just kind of scoped the room Half of them, uh, you know, it was about a quarter of the field was actually the game library area. Um, the another quarter on the same half was just general tables for people <laughs> to plop down and and play games and just kind of open space mm-hmm. that yeah. you just can grab. And then the rest of it was more organized events and things of like that. And while the organ, we were out there late tonight, so the organized events were kind of wind down. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was still stuff going on, but. For the most part, the other like fifty yards of this field was filled up with people playing games. Yeah, which is super cool. And uh, unfortunately, they do have most of the field covered, uh, but there is a section right in the middle where you can go walk out on the actual astroturf mm. of the field and take a picture. And that's right at the fifty-yard line, right in the middle of the field. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that was that was cool. I you know got to touch some astroturf, and it's something you can't really say that you do too often. Yeah. Um, I'm no pro football player. Yeah. I mean, last time I've actually seen something where a non-football player was standing on that field was Parks and Rec. So it's like, oh, this is where Andy Dwyer had his... Uh, it's true. His uh, fake uh, bachelor party. That's cool. <laughs> but um, I thought uh, we only did it... Me and Justin only did it for one night. Um, right. And we brought two people with us. They mm-hmm. ended up... They were able to actually go and buy the time slot at that time, so yeah. they were just able to buy it and then it was walk open in when it was open. Yeah, um, it's hard to rely like you you said, Doug. It's hard to rely on that. Um, so that's one of those things that if if you're not fully committed to it, you can potentially still do it, but you just have to make sure when your time is uh, when when it's your time, you're there, you're re- you're ready to go. Um, I would definitely do it again. Uh, we played uh, role player. Was that was? Yeah, role yeah. player. Role player. Yeah, that was a ton of fun. Um, I turns out like after we set everything up, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I have played this before. But it was nice to play a game that I played with someone three or two or three years ago, just randomly, um, just have it pulled out and you play know, it and, again. And for all of the uh, strategy games and and deeper games that we play. Um, my brother and my friend were, were getting obsessed with this game called Drop It, which is so simple and easy to play. But yeah, it's it was a, neat a lot game. Of, it was a lot of fun, and it's easy to forget about some of those games. And you get into a game library like that, you have so many options, and you can pick up a stupid game and try it. 
and you might love it or you might hate it. And five minutes late, after five minutes, just say, I'm, I'm done with this. Let's go do something else. Yeah. So, so many options, uh, so much flexibility with that. And it helps you find uh, games that you may want to buy in the dealer's hall the next day. Um, I know um, both of uh, our friends, uh, when we couldn't find that game right before we left, they just said, you know what, maybe tomorrow we're going to go over there and we're just going to pick it up. Yeah. Because we, we enjoyed enough that we'll actually go and, and grab it. So... It's uh, it's definitely worth it. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and with that weekend pass, we have that option to just swing by and play a game or two before we yeah. head out. Yeah, we could stop in tomorrow and just plop down and, and play yep. a little more, and then. And the, that'll be wrapping up. Um, it's Sunday, so that everything's a little bit early. The vendor halls actually uh, closes at four, and then the the game library is going to be bet- I think somewhere between three and four. Because they literally have to pack up and get everything out of here, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So you know, uh, so so they can you know Indiana can have its stadium back <laughs> from all this uh, nerds and city, yeah, and the city. Oh, <coughs> it's really exciting because uh, like Indianapolis really comes out in support for Gen Con um, in the sense of like. The mayor's always supportive of it, and the city officials are always kind of key. Honestly, um, it, I'm sure it makes the city hand over fist money because it's how many people come into this thing for, mm-hmm. for four, to f- four slash five days. Yeah. Um, and, 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 I, and I know last year we were talking with like our Uber drivers and stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is a great time for us because – I can make quick trips for people who are like, you know, that three blocks away or, you know, half a mile away or three miles away and just kind of make this like round trip over and over and over mm. and, and, and get a lot of rides really easily. Yeah. Because people are up at all hours of the night yeah. at this con. I don't remember where I heard it, but I, I heard that it's something like 200,000 people in like a couple mile, few mile radius of the city for the weekend. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an insane number. To really think about it, yeah. Um, so let's rate. Uh, I know we're not fully through Gen Con, right? We're, we're not going to do an episode tomorrow. Uh, we're going to do a full recap um, next week. Yeah, we'll give you a break of hearing us ramble on yeah. tomorrow, and then we're going to go on to our regular scheduled uh, recording program. So that'll uh, put us um, not next week but the week after we'll record um mm-hmm. i kind of probably just do a little bit of a gen cam recap of final thoughts things we've saw things that uh, are coming up mm-hmm. and uh maybe talk about a couple more of the games that we have purchased and hopefully by then have at least played once to to kind of talk about those a little bit so yeah um so with that being said um, let's say, uh, what was the best moment that you had this weekend? I'll put you on the spot first, Justin, since you are part of this podcast regularly. Mm-hmm. Doug, you are this, a guest, so you, I'll this. let you. I'll let you get get a moment to think about that. Yeah, you can, okay. Um, wow, best moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think because I, I got a couple, I got a couple good moments. Uh, as far as events go, I think my best moment was uh, playing the Arkham Horror Blob uh, event. And because it, it was a group of about 40, I think we had 48 players, mm-hmm. um, 
as a group succeeding against the scenario and just the cheers and cries and like hurrahs of like yes we did it as a team even though i was just playing with like three other guys that mm-hmm. i had just met us and the other 44 mm-hmm. all got through this together in some capacity it was a neat neat feeling um for that and Honestly, the other real big moment, and it, it's just this weird thing, is um, day one, Thursday morning, when we were waiting to get into the vendor hall, and the organization staff comes out and kind of does like a welcome speech, and they roll the, the, the first official die roll of Gen Con, and it's just that energy level, and you can see pictures online. Um, on, uh, we posted some from where we were, but mm-hmm. um, some of the more impressive ones are from uh, people who were on the second or third levels Mm -hmm. uh, in that hallway, just seeing the sea of people, seeing the excitement and the energy in the room. Yeah. Um, And I guess a caveat on that one would be the chant that started today, um, which was from the head of security who Mm -hmm. is retiring this year. They opened the doors before they let everybody in. Uh, He started with a chant of here we come yeah and just having the sea of people uh chant here we come the whole into hall, this hall yeah. <laughs> into yeah. the vendor hall i'm i kind of want to know what it's like on the other side mm-hmm. of being in a booth before the mad rush and just hearing here we come especially the ones that are further back who can't see it yeah and just know it's out there <laughs> yeah but yeah no it's yeah just gaming with everybody it's we're all here. Um, mm-hmm. I think the head of security said it best. We're one tribe, and mm-hmm. we all have some something in common. Whether we love RPGs, <laughs> whether we love um, board games, whether we are LARPers, we're all gamers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's my yeah. moments. Nice, Doug. I don't know that I that I have one moment that stands out. So I'll mm-hmm. answer this a little bit differently. One of my favorite things in general about this con was uh, getting into some of the seminars and panels that I got into. So this is definitely something I didn't do last year, being my first year and not really knowing what to expect and just kind mm-hmm. of winging it. But um, having been really getting into uh, Pathfinder D&D lately, um, and as you, Justin, probably know, as far as board games... I really don't buy a whole lot. Between the games you own, my brother owns, and right. the other friends that we have, there's you, really no need for me to buy a lot of games. So what you're saying is you leech off of us? Exactly. <laughs> okay. That's all you're good Hey, for. I just need I need players uh, is my <laughs> usual problem. It's like, mm. this is a really cool game. It requires two to, or three minimum players. I need friends <laughs> <laughs> who are willing to play games with me. Are you my friend? <laughs> so I probably approach... Jen kind of a little bit differently than you and, and a couple of the other friends that we come with is I'm yeah. n- I'll go obviously play test new stuff and, and see what's out there but I'm not really looking to buy things I do a lot of merch shopping mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I tend to now have a focus heavily on uh, RPGs oh yeah I totally forgot I uh, I play test or not play tested but uh, I tried out and had a demo of the new Dune by Gale Force 9 this mm-hmm. morning because that like my my rush of like oh let me get the new shiny things or uh, whatever interesting thing I had um, was kind of done except for like they were demoing it and it was a hard demo to get into because they were only running like one table of it. Mm. Um, 
and it's like 30 minutes, so like, ugh. Yeah. That is a cool game. Yeah. It's asymmetric. We'll we'll talk about it later once we start playing it, um, but definitely I'm excited for that one to come out. And Doug, I'm going to need players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you like war games that are asymmetrical. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give it a shot. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, getting to, uh, to get in the minds of some of these folks who have been... Um, playing and DMing for years upon years and mm-hmm. have different styles and different takes on how to do things and different perspectives is is just really enlightening to kind of see how how different people handle things. And mm-hmm. honestly, there's no right or wrong way. No, exactly. And that's what a lot of a lot of the uh, uh, components of these one of the repeated messages was that like uh, you can have people who want to, you know, hack and slash game and you can have people mm-hmm. who want uh, social intrigue game. Neither one's right or wrong. It's about what does your table want, or your players want, and what is what does the what DM want to run? Yeah. What's going to make the table that you're at have the most fun? Exactly. Because that's why you're there. And I like the way w- the the last panel I went to today. They were talking about um, different storytelling styles, mm-hmm. and I like the way the one guy I, I don't remember any of the names of the people that talked, but the way he put it, he was talking about a, he went and joined a, an open game at one of his game stores, and Things didn't work out well, and the way he put it was he wanted this option A, and I wanted this option B, and that's fine. That was fun for him. This was fun for me. Mm-hmm. His fun is not my fun. Right. Different people have different notions of what's fun and what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. There's been many a game over my, my long history of playing RPGs that I've come to the realization um there's a, a famous one that i was part of for that went on for years after i left the game but i sat down with the dm and went this is D D fourth edition i wanted to give it a go and there's a bunch of different factors that just i'm not enjoying it and it's not 100 percent your fault it's not 100 percent my fault it it's a bunch of different factors i like the players i was with but I didn't like the system, mm-hmm. and I, I just and it was a, it was a bit of a drive. It was it was um, hard to coordinate for me to 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 make it, and because I wasn't a huge fan of the system, and I I live on mechanics. That's just who I am, mm-hmm. and I know that about me. And if I can't enjoy the system that I'm playing, even in a minor degree, if this was in like down the street from my house. I would probably stick it out because I was having a good time with my friends. Yeah. This was an over an hour drive one way Oof. to this game. So it was like, and obviously we would play for a long time, so it was kind of worth it. But it was like, this was a whole day chewed up that I could spend time with my wife. I could play other games. I could mm-hmm. have you know more than one day off on the weekend <laughs> that was uh, around the house. Things like that. So I get that. And I think you have to be mature enough as a gamer to realize when you can say that, and communication's king. Absolutely. You you, you got to talk to, like, you can't bottle stuff up, because we're nobody's a mind reader. Unless, unless uh, Ricky, are you a mind reader? Redacted. Oh, man. <laughs> Freaking old babies. <laughs> <sighs> Don't bring them up. I do like uh, the fact yeah. that when you find a good group to run with, you have those, um, you have those, you know, you can 
go back to games that you've played. Mm-hmm. Redacted was a game that we played with one of our uh, was something my character said in a game that we played with another friend. Right. Old babies came from um, our betrayal legacy game. Yeah. So it, it it's nice when you have that group that that is there to play and they enjoy mm-hmm. the game. And There's stories. And, and they're shared experiences, which is one of the other cool things. I love RPGs for that. It's a shared ex- group experience. And I can tell you I have wars. It's almost like war stories mm-hmm. with people yeah. about, oh, remember the time that we did this or, or this happened and we had to, you know, you know, um, we, we kind of broke a system and decided to sunder the neck of a crystal dragon. I, I know of a story about that where pretty much one-shotted a crystal dragon because he decided to break the neck opposed to killing it. And the DM's like, is, is very much, oh, very good for story, very good for things like that. And just, yeah, no, that's what happened. Let's do this. And the rolls worked and the math worked and yeah, no. Off yeah. goes the head because he literally chopped it off and, mm-hmm. uh, and attacked it, you know, in a different fashion that he had, uh, that they went with. So, it's all good. Yeah. I like it all. So, uh, my, uh, yeah. My what about you, Ricky? What is your favorite moment of Gen Con? I'm not going to lie. I, I've been talking everyone's ear off who would listen to me about Horrified. Um, I've seen so much stuff about it online. I've uh, been following it. I saw that they're going to have the exclusive Invisible Man clear mm-hmm. um, character, which, honestly, I don't know why they don't do that for everything. I don't know if it's just a more mm. expensive. It might be. Yeah. Um, but it lived up all, to all the hype in my head. I thoroughly enjoyed. Good. I've only played one game so far. Um, the nice thing is it is a um, one to five player, so you can play with. You can solo it. Y- yeah. You could solo it. You could play with friends. Um, I played one game with our friend Tony, and like it took us a little while to understand, and then the moment we understand, it clicked. It was fast. It was fun. Um, so. I'd say my favorite moment is just a game that I was very excited for. Actually lived up to the hype. I got a copy of it. Um, when mm-hmm. I showed up to the stand, uh, the um, person who was standing at the end of the line is like, honestly, you probably should just show up tomorrow because we only have like 10 left, and I don't know if it's still going to be there when you wait through this entire line. And I just got lucky enough that by the time I got to the front of the line, it was, it was still there mm-hmm. ready to go. So I was thoroughly excited. Right, and um, because I had played it prior at um, Gamma earlier this year when we were, uh, Tony and I went out to Reno, um, we had our eyes on Unmatched by Restoration Games, and mm-hmm. the biggest thing is they were running the uh, Bruce Lee limited edition like single figure that you could buy. Um, I got that on, you know, that was one of my, like, I do want to do this and want mm-hmm. to get that promo or limited edition uh, character. You wanted to game. get no matter what. And, and we did find out it is going to be an online exclusive going forward without the the promo you received. with. Right. It. The promo wasn't really what I wanted. I wanted to make sure I got Bruce Lee mm-hmm. uh, for that game because uh, back in high school I was obsessed with Bruce Lee and yeah, it 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 has resonates with me in a, in a personal way, um, and I love the game because um, it's the old Star Wars duels game, but now it's legends of whatever want, whether they're fictional legends or 
real life legends like Bruce Lee, mm-hmm. we can have Bruce Lee versus Bigfoot. Yeah, I saw the one, the three that I saw. I don't know about the corset, but the three that I saw was Bigfoot. Um, so Robin yeah. was it Robin Hood? It's Robin Hood versus Bigfoot is the two yeah. player set. The main box, which is Volume One, which is four characters. It's you get uh, King Arthur, mm-hmm. you get Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Sid Bad from the uh, Arabian Tales, mm-hmm. not the uh, comedian. Um, and Medusa. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, like, fictional, real, like, it's a mix of everything. And they, in talking with uh, Restoration Games, they're sky's the limit. Like, yeah. Literally, whatever. The, the uh, head of uh, Restoration Games is a huge Bruce Lee fan which is why he went we want Bruce uh, we want to make Bruce Lee in this game mm-hmm. so you know that's what he he wanted so boom there it is yeah so what else anything else uh, just being able to play games all weekend was a lot of fun mm-hmm. um, I, I'm just still awestruck with uh, everything we did Blob was fantastic yeah um so much fun there. Yeah. Uh, being able to... It's the blobbiest. The Marvel Champions... Um, LCG, LCG. That, that was announced, and then they were demoing. Uh, we you know we only played a little bit of it, but from what I played, thoroughly enjoyed. Um, so there's definitely a lot of stuff going on that if you knew where to be, or if you knew where to go, um, you could definitely find something that you would fall in love with instantly. Right. Um, unfortunately, what I fell in love with instantly is very, very expensive dice. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's going to be my goal tomorrow is to find a nice dice set for myself. Uh, my girlfriend's family plays a dice game, and I don't actually know the name of it or anything. I just know it's played with 5D6. So, Boy, do I have a store for you. Oh, trust me. I, I found... I've been... I One of my goals was to find a bunch of special dice, so I know pretty much where all of the dice vendors are and what styles and what's where. <laughs> yeah, I want to find a nice pair, uh, a nice set of dice for that game mm-hmm. for when um, me and her are going to be moving in together soon, and I figured as a nice housewarming gift for us, I could say this because I'm fairly certain she doesn't listen. Um, but I want to get her a nice set of dice so that uh, when her family's over, we can play the game. It, it's to the point that like her grandpa taught it to all of them. We'll show up to Christmas, and at 3 in the morning, her grandpa's like, break out the quarters, we're playing for keeps. Like, <laughs> they don't mess around. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but uh, so what, what's the goal for tomorrow? Uh, we have a few hours left uh, after you know we sleep. It's already 2.50. Um What's the goal for tomorrow? You know, I still got a little bit of the vendor hall that I haven't really had a chance to spend yeah. time in yet. So mm-hmm. I plan on probably spending the morning in in there, um, grab some lunch, maybe play a game or two at the at the library, mm-hmm. and then just take it from there. If we want to, you know, hang around and find something else to do, or if we want to start heading out. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's my my main goal is I've I've hit both sides of the dealer's room like mm-hmm. in detail depending on if we were in the demo hall or in the event hall right playing yeah kind of depending where we needed to be 
or um, like I, I hit up a few things on the other side, like Fantasy Flight is all the way on the other side. Um, I've been to restora- uh, Restoration uh, Games a few times because I'm trying to pick up that Bruce Lee promo, and it's just very elusive, and I can't get my hands on it. Um, so I've been on both sides repeatedly. Today we actually tried going um, row to row until we had to go for uh, the Arkham Horror right. event. So uh, I'm hoping to hit that final middle section, and then I'm hoping to find a few more deals on games that I'm on the fence with. And mm-hmm. um, yep. I do know a lot of the times on Sunday, if you are perusing the vendor hall, if a company doesn't want to bring stuff back. In the last few hours, they do tend to get a little bit um, wheeling and dealing. Yeah, you'll you'll have like employees just like walk out into the aisle and just start yelling, "Hey, this is a fifty dollars game. Do you want it for twenty dollars?" And like start it pointing sh- people, twenty dollars, twenty dollars. Shipping costs. Yeah, honestly, shipping and packing and and getting all that stuff back is costly. It's not as risky as um, like comic book conventions where like all the statues and like super fine detail stuff mm-hmm. is because every time, like oh. For example, like with those, like every mm-hmm. time you ship it is a chance for that thing to be damaged or broken. Yeah. And you don't want that to happen. Yeah, exactly. Games are a little bit more durable, but you yeah. still don't want them to be broken or damaged or, well, they are big and weighty, so you don't want to ship that because it's just costly. Yeah. yeah. I know last year I I drove down here with just me and my brother in a right. car and... Uh, I usually take the day off after a trip to, to unwind, but he hadn't. So he wanted to kind of get out. Get moving a little yeah, sooner. Yeah, get moving a little sooner. So we didn't stay. We, I mean, we stayed about lunchtime, and then we started heading back because he wanted mm-hmm. time to get home and pack and clean up and all that. Um, this year, I know we both, everybody that I came down here in a car with is all off on Monday. Mm-hmm. So we're a little more flexible this year on sticking around. So I might be inclined to stick around and just kind of see what, what kind of deals come out and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What we might be able to snag, you know, as things are winding down. Yeah. Artist Alley is my my plan for tomorrow, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I um, need to make it. I did check it out. It's something Thursday I, yeah, briefly, like, but I need to I need to take another walk through there. There's a lot of really talented people. There are so much. I just love even if if it doesn't like, you know, fit in my house or whatever. I just love just, just taking in it. the art. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of times when I've been doing cuz um it's uh, it, it I'll chat them up i'll talk to them you know usually of course compliment like hey this is really cool thing you know it looks great keep doing what you're doing and then um snack business cards usually Mm -hmm. um and then i'll probably usually will buy after the fact or contact them after the fact because it's i can't impulse buy that (laughs) yeah Yeah. i would like to but i just it's it's a matter of i only have so much wall space and um I have a wife, so <laughs> you have a wife who's an interior, uh, who has a degree in interior design. Yeah, so she yeah. kind of has a little bit of a say what we get to put on the walls. Yeah. Um, luckily, when we uh, went to New Orleans, uh, she was physically with me. So, and I found really cool art that I liked. Um, she could kind of like give the sign off and approval and her input right then and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't come to Gen Con, um, despite my efforts and offering, but yeah. It's not for everyone, no. uh, but they do have, uh, like, we, I think we talked about last year, and I think we've probably talked about it. In, in the uh, So uh, You're Going to Gen Con episode. 
Yeah. yeah, and yeah, there's probably a ton of people who have heard us say the same things over and over and over there's again over these past three, ep- three, four episodes. Yeah, there's stuff for kids and there's stuff for significant others who are non-gamers. Yeah. Um, whether it's yoga sessions, whether it's uh, ballroom dancing, whether it's um, mm. just craft stuff like crocheting, knitting, sewing, yeah. um, seminars, like all sorts of stuff, like it's insane how much there is here and I always feel bad because there's too much to do and never enough time. Yeah. Ever enough time. Speaking of that, I don't know about you guys, it's it's hard for me to believe that it's actually the last night. I kept feeling today like I'm ex- kind of expecting there to be another full day tomorrow. I'm going to get up and we have another full yeah. day. And I kept reminding myself that, nope, we're going home tomorrow. Well, you can ask Justin. He's been pretty sick of me repeatedly going, I've got nothing planned today. No. It's Friday. You're busy all day. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's Thursday. No, it's Friday. Yeah, pretty huh. much. Okay. Check your tickets. Huh. Now check your watch. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where. I, I swear like a day got lost somewhere. And I, I don't know what happened to that's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think I think Thursday and Friday got merged together at some point and we lost a day. Cause I don't know. Is is is. Exhausting as it's been, and as long as these days have been, I still feel like I could go for another couple days. Yeah, my wallet could. Give me some more. Yeah, (laughs) you disgust me. (laughs) Yeah, I need sleep. Well, that's that's your problem. (laughs) I need sleep. (laughs) I am looking forward to having my own bed again. Yeah, I have to kick the cats out of my space. Apparently, they took it over while I was away. Yeah, I mean that's what they do. And maybe maybe that's because I know you guys have been getting up way earlier than I have for the most part. Especially yesterday, you guys were up and out of here. I slept till like eleven yesterday, so I felt great. I think that's where part of your lost day comes from. Though. Probably because I really only had half a day yesterday. But then Ricky and I did the same thing last year when we were staying as a group in an Airbnb a couple miles out. Um, like we were the first ones out of the house almost every single morning, and we were almost always the last ones to return at night. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, but I'm willing to sacrifice that, like chunks of sleep, just to get more experience. Exactly, because, and you have to, and you have yeah. to know yourself. I'm not a morning person, but furthermore, I know that if I don't get at least a decent amount of sleep, I'm not going to have fun. I'm going to be miserable. You're just going to be exhausted. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So no. it's it, it it enhances my experience to make sure that I get an adequate amount of sleep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You said the other day, what is it? Uh, at least three hours, you know, just to be healthy. You know, that's that was the yeah minimum. Minimum for generally for anyone, but I I won't function on three hours. Yeah, I've had to make sure. I can do it like like a day. Like I can function on three hours once, and then like the next day I have to get like a full like eight hours. So I I can I I know myself I can push on myself at once, but like yeah, you need to make sure you get your sleep. You need to make sure you hydrate and get your food. And, and don't forget to shower. And because yeah. you're in a con with a whole lot of people, and it's not, you know, it's August. It's not cold outside. It's not cold inside. Yeah. Shower. Yeah. Clean up. Hy- hygiene is always a good thing. Yeah. So, I think that's going to be about all our ramblings for tonight, I think. Unless someone has any final words, thoughts, feelings, concerns. No, if you have an uh, an opportunity opportunity to go to Gen Con one day, even one day, yeah, do it. Just do it. Um, get there early. 
Get there as if, early as you can to saying, avoid you, all the will call lines. If you're there for one day, yeah, get there early. Make a full day out of it. Yeah. Um, and enjoy yourselves because um, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. I know uh, one last thought I will throw out there is having been in that Airbnb uh, last year, about 15-minute Uber out, and now having the hotel on Skywalk this year, mm-hmm. this is definitely the way to go if that's an option. Yeah, um, it's not necessarily budget friendly uh, unless you start, you know, bunking up and, and splitting it. But yes, the yeah. convenience is there, and I will say, if you can pull it off, it's I it do, was I, significantly nicer. To, uh, you know, la- like like we were saying last year, we didn't um, go back to the Airbnb during the day at all. It was ever not even you, once. Yeah, you you left in the morning, you came back as late as you could. Um, just being able to stop back here for two minutes to drop off all of our um, swag, all of the stuff that we purchased, everything. 50 pounds of balsa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you and your broken token. Um, hey, man. Yeah, it was it was a lot nicer because, you know, you don't realize it, but all of a sudden, like, you're carrying around a backpack. You're like, this backpack is heavy. Like, oh, yeah, I've been just buying random tiny things <laughs> here and there, and they have I've, all added up. I've been carrying less and less stuff in my backpack each day, and it still feels as heavy as the first day. Yeah. Because I think I'm just that like, more tired and exhausted from it. So. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've made the trip up here just to drop a few things off, some dead weight or something that wouldn't fit mm-hmm. in my backpack, or even just to come up and, and get off my feet and get some quiet time for, for an hour. Yeah. Right. Being able to jump. I soaked my feet <laughs> for like 20 minutes while... Um, you guys were grabbing food and before our our, our event today. Yeah, I didn't my, tell you guys this because, but it was just one of those things. Like this is like day three of a con. I've been on my feet like all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And while once upon a time I worked retail, I've been in like a cushy desk job for seven past seven years. Yeah, same. So me getting on my feet for like three days straight doesn't happen anymore yeah so i i was a little like tlc for my feet of like let me just like fill the tub to my ankles and soak mm-hmm. them and meanwhile i was like looking through programs looking at things like okay where am i going what am i doing next yeah while i was doing that so you know use the time wisely i love i love coming to gen con it's such a it's a it's such a blast yeah so like you said if you can make it out one day and do it it's it's worth the experience yeah, and like you said, at least, you know, what I'll say is if you don't, um, if you can't stay in a hotel next to, or, you know, connected connected to the convention center, at least bring your car, like, on the days that you plan on purchasing stuff so you can run back and drop stuff off mm-hmm. because carrying stuff for 12 hours straight is going to... Or make a friend. <laughs> yeah, we, we've yeah. had a lot of friends that have just come up and just drop stuff yeah. off and we, we're we of our group we were the only ones that have a connected hotel so we've been used as a, a stashing point for midday yeah just like we had a friend last year who had one we did to they someone were there, last they year were our stashing point right and that's day. honestly it's perfectly fine just make sure you know you know each other trust each other yeah because mm-hmm. you know what bag of games now yeah. well oh uh, i just put that up on ebay <laughs> Yeah, we have we have one of our friends who has all of his exclusives and like sold out. It's in our possession right now. Yeah, I know. Ha 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 ha. he's just lucky we like him. We like him, Justin. He has my car. 
That is true. That is a fair trade. <laughs> I kind of want my car back, so I think he has the bigger hostage. There you go. Um, so, yeah, that's going to wrap up our final finale of Gen Con 2019. We'll do a recap in a week and a half or so mm-hmm. um, as we recover, uh, gain our sanity, get back into real world, unfortunately. And, yeah, I, I think we've got some new games coming up for uh, that are prime, prime real estate for doing some reviews on. Oh, yeah, definitely. So plenty of content now that we've gotten refreshed with uh, more games. We're reinvigorated. You sounded so convincing. So convincing. It's way too early in the morning. Yeah, it's 3 And uh, we got to check out in the morning. <laughs> so yeah. We, so we can't even, like, sleep in. So um, my final words are, hey, man, it's Gen Con. This is what it's all about. This is actually one of the reasons why uh, Tabletop Arcanum exists. So Exactly. Let's do this uh, one more day, and we'll talk to you in a week and a half. If you have any questions about the con, about anything we saw on our social media, you hit can us check up out on pictures, all that fun stuff. Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all at Tabletop Arcanum. Hit uh, us up. Our email address: tabletoparcanum at gmail Again, Doug, thank you for putting up with us for the past few days. Yeah, all joking aside, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's been fun just rambling and yeah. talking about our experience. Yeah. So, till next time, this is Justin. This is Ricky. And Doug. See you on the other side of the table. You've been listening to Tabletop Arcanum, hosted by Justin Taylor and Richard Geese, and featuring the original music by Paul Moore and Isaac Gilbert. You can follow us on most social media platforms. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. As always, thanks for listening.